Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. It's been a while again. It's my fault. I'm sorry, but we're back and I'm still Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And I'm your guest, Rissy. <laughs> Yay! We have a We've guest! got a guest! Hi! Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We are always excited about guests. Yeah, this this title in particular really grabbed me when I saw you guys were doing it. I was like, oh no, no, I will be there. <laughs> I must. Guests, guests always like, um, it's one of those things where they, you know, remind us of our corporeal existence. Um, well, that's it, good. It, 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 it reminds us that we're not just shouting into the void 100% <laughs> of the time. So... I'm I'm That's happy true. to provide that service for you. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just you just need to know that you're um, you know that you exist on the internet as a, yeah. as a thing that can be observed. <laughs> Validate me, <laughs> please, senpai. Notice me. Yep. In this case, senpai being anyone, just literally <laughs> anyone. <laughs> please, I beg of you. Um. <laughs> I have I have some fun news. Uh, uh, Wintermore is showing at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. Uh, I spent the last two days tabling there, uh, so I got to go to Comic Con <laughs> unexpectedly. I kind That's of forgot. Awesome. I kind of forgot. Like two months ago or something, our our uh, director emailed us like, "Hey, y'all want to like table for ECCC?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, let's do it. And uh, then I completely forgot. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, it's this weekend. I'm like, shit. Um, but yeah, so I got to go to Comic-Con. I got exclusively dragon-themed merchandise. I bought two dragon posters and four dragon stickers and nine dragon pins. Oh, my. Uh, because the pins were like it, they were, there were three sets of three uh, from Tea Dragon Society, which I don't know if y'all are familiar with Tea Dragon Society. I highly recommend googling it. Um, but it's like a this children's book series uh, that with that's like illustrated books, and they it features like these little dragons that um, like have tea coming out of their heads they grow tea from their heads and if you harvest the tea and drink it it has like special psychic properties and stuff um but the point is all of the tea dragons are incredibly adorable um my favorite one is jasmine um i will i will put a an image in the discord chat for folks but um i will also like try and tweet some images of pins after the fact so listeners can see but they're so cute. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. This I up. love the color palette of them. They're very pastel, soothing. Yeah, I'm into that a lot. I wish I had one of these. Not the pin, but just like a dragon that that had tea yes. for me at any any time. A tiny like, tea growing dragon, the exactly. The perfect cut. Slash friend. Yeah. So I have all three of the books, and I'd been sort of vaguely coveting the pins online for like a few months and uh then someone showed up at the wintermore booth like with just all of the pins on their bag and i'm like oh my god your tea pins and they're like yeah they're selling them over in the sky bridge and i'm like what so i i ran over and <laughs> purchased them immediately 
So what is tabling like in almost the year of our Lord 2022? Well, it it does mean you have to wear you have to wear a mask for eight hours straight, which is not Um, fun. with... <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, is like you you actually they have a whole system for the con where you in order to get in any of the buildings you have to go to this place, one of the hotels at the site, and show your proof proof of vaccination, and they give you a wristband to wear. And so without your proof of vaccine wristband, you can't
on the oh, pavement. No. I'm like, oh no, your cape! Uh, memories of Renfest, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's nice. not too bad because all the buildings are fairly close together, but you do have to go a little bit outside periodically, so. Yeah. Yeah, outside in Seattle is much nicer in the spring and summer, <laughs> for mm -hmm. sure. Anyway, mm. so that was my, like, recent recent news. How's everybody else doing? Yeah, it's good. I haven't done anything. Nice. Yeah, that's great. I wish I had not done anything, but instead I did, um, look, this is gonna sound like some kind of weird humble brag slash, uh, baseless complaining. I did, um, I did Thanksgiving in Hawaii with, uh, -huh. uh 16 of my family members. Oh my. Which was uh, great, but also a lot, because mm -hmm. uh, six of those family members are children under the age of eight. Ooh. And like, some of them are very <laughs> under the age of eight. It was, it was good. It was mostly fun. Um, we had one day where we drove up a volcano, and that was, <laughs> that was the only really bad day because it was a long day. It was a long drive. Uh, people were getting, like, altitude sickness. My boyfriend does not do heights very well sometimes, Ooh. so he was having a bad time. Kids were getting car sick. Adults were getting car sick. <laughs> like, we didn't get back to the resort until after dark. We were all super grumpy. Um, but other than that, every other day was pretty much, pretty much fine. Um, I got a little sunburned, but not too bad. And... That's about. I saw some sea turtles also. Ooh, which was very cool. We went. Way to, to bury beach. the lead, man. <laughs> I know. There were. Yeah, we went to a beach with um that like sea turtles just hang out at, and obviously you can't like go up to the sea turtles. They have it sort of blocked off. But yeah, we just kind of hung out and watched sea turtles go in and out of the beach for a little while, and then another day we had a like snorkeling trip and we saw a couple sea turtles snorkeling. Um, which was kind of scary because they're like, don't go near the sea turtles. They're super endangered. Do not touch them. Do not approach them. So anytime you see a turtle and it's like, oh, hey, what's this? And it starts swimming towards you. You're like, no, go away. <laughs> um, and that happened a couple times. But yeah. I assume uh, you were snorkeling and not the sea turtles were snorkeling. I was snorkeling, yes, and not the sea oh, turtles. Oh, but the mental image is so good. <laughs> it is, isn't it, put though? Little, put the little mask on it and the flippers. Put flippers on their flippers. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> It, it's like funny that the process to to get into Emerald City Comic Con with like COVID restrictions is exactly the same as the process to get into Hawaii. You have to show proof of your vaccination. You have to like log in and um, fill like, fill out like a health questionnaire, like have you been sick in the last twenty four hours, whatever. And then at the gate or at the airport, they give you a wristband, and yeah. you have to wear the wristband until you land in Hawaii. <laughs> And if you don't have your wristband at the airport in Hawaii, then you have to go through the screening process again. Yeah, I guess wristbands are the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, they give us the ones they gave us are like were really interesting because they're cloth, and they they can be tightened but not loosened. Um, so it's like a it's like a fair wristband, except it's it's cloth and plastic so that you can shower with it. Because if you're there for like the whole weekend, you can just keep wearing wearing it if you want. Um, but you do still have to cut it off at the end of the weekend because you cannot get it off otherwise. Yeah, they just gave us the regular, like, the regular wristband that you would get at, like, a, you know, a festival or a con or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep it on your wrist for, like, the nine-hour flight. 
and wear your mask the whole nine hour flight also. <clears throat> that was a little much, but we got through it. We got through it. So yep. Yeah, as someone who is an essential worker who has been wearing a mask nine hours a day for two years. <laughs> yeah. It's it's horrible. You have my utmost empathy on that. Yeah. We're sorry and thank you. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know. Well, I mean, I guess for me, my day job has been exploding lately. So that's not fun. But what is fun that has been happening lately... I'm a big D&D nerd, as I think a lot of people who are familiar with me know. Uh, and I haven't played in several months, which has been a total bummer, but I found out recently that my friends who have never played, I'm finally convincing them to play, so I'm working on a new campaign, and that's Ooh. been basically what I'm doing lately. It's super first fun. First-timers! First-timers are always exciting. <laughs> very much. I'm very excited for them. Yeah, we got to get back into our tabletop. We've got a small group of friends here. Who we do tabletop with. We're not doing D&D this time. We're doing um, Worlds Without Number. Ooh. And our, our last session ended with... Uh, I don't know. We don't know what what like sort of weird temporal bubble anomaly area we're in. But it's it's basically... Our friend Nick has basically crafted um, Hogwarts for us. Complete with like... You have to pick your classes and explore the school and somehow it's like all in the past i think we're not sure he hasn't revealed he has not revealed his full hand yet but that's we're like in the middle of a a hogwarts side quest i love that <laughs> it's pretty great yeah so looking forward to getting back into that in and the next I've been month told, or so and i don't remember who said this to me uh it could even like have been someone on this podcast but um i've been told that uh like when new players start these days a lot of them are like have kind of a skewed view of what it's supposed to feel like because they mm -hmm. watch a lot of uh real play yep. um games uh you know like podcasts and mm -hmm. and shows and whatnot yep. and it's like yeah, well yeah like Yes, it's it's still fun and it's it's akin to that, but also like these are like trained improv comedians, and right. we are not we are not trained improv comedians performing for an audience. So yeah, and that's kind of a thing that I've been uncovering. Like I kind of am a trained improv comedian, so like I have a that's a lot of why I think I got into D and D because I saw people like me doing it really really well, and it made me want to do it really really well. Um, like I, for people that don't know me, I'm sure there's lots of listeners that don't know who I am. I do VO and I do like, you know, some acting stuff. And so that's fun. But then of course the people that are playing for me, I feel like are also like, oh man, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not fun. Precious yeah. eye. Talk about humble brags, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard the first time. Yeah. You just got to relax into it. I mean, like it's just, it's about telling a story together that everyone enjoys. That's it. That's yeah. all you gotta and do. It was, uh, it was easier back in the day because if you were starting, uh, if you're joining a D&D &D group, you already knew you were like marked as an enormous nerd and everyone there was going to be an enormous nerd. And the stakes were a lot lower, I feel like. <laughs> These yeah. days, D&D &D people can be like actual celebrities. Very true. Very true. Which is what my game is about, Wintermore Tactics Club. Indeed, where yes. you're an enormous nerd playing D and D. Relevant to my interests, as I say. Um, this is this is uh, this is a like a gaming book club podcast, but it's also uh, secretly a Wintermore plug podcast where I, 
I just talk about Winterborn whenever I'm given a, a window to do so. I don't I mean think it's never not Brandon, anymore. right? Yeah. yeah. Look, you gotta you gotta you gotta get that bread. Yep. It's that hustle time. Yep. No shame. No shame in your game. It's true. It's a it is a very shameless game. Yeah. Um anyway. Okay. So Rissy, if you when when you play, make sure you check the um the calendar in the club room frequently because <laughs> there's um there's a, a new cat joke every so often. What how many is it every like in game day? Yeah, every in game okay. day. So like every chapter. Even even when stuff is heating up and like it's you know, the end game like time of the game, there's still a new uh cat pun on the cat calendar. So that's impressive. That. <laughs> yeah, there's there's an achievement for for reading all of the calendar cat puns. So oh god, if you put an achievement in there, I will get it. So I'm <laughs> glad you told me. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you're always checking. And that is uh that is the one set of jokes in the game that I take absolutely zero credit for. Our our director slash programmer wrote all the cat puns. So yeah, credit where credits due. Yeah. Blame him. Or celebrate him, either way. <laughs> yeah, depending on how much you like the cat puns. <laughs> Odds are good. Odds are very good. God, it was it was so weird seeing people, like, playing the demo again. It's like this demo build that is, like, a year and a half old that has some of our older assets. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I remember people usually, like, laugh a little bit at this part. And, like... Uh, I don't know. It's it felt very nostalgic for me because I haven't tabled with the game in in so long. That's cool though. That's like a nice little time capsule kind of to a time capsule to the before times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of nostalgia. Yes, or... good one. <laughs> should we talk about the game that we played? <laughs> Unpacking. Yes. yes. Let's talk about it. Uh, so, Unpacking uh, is a game by, shoot, I had it open, and I I always have it open, and then All I right, always I'll, close the... I'll tag in, I'll tag in, Coach. Yes, also. a game by Witchbeam, uh, published by Humble Bundle. Swedish uh, studio. Yes. Right? And... Yes. Oh, and wait, it's... they're Swedish? I believe I they thought are you said Australian. They... Oh, no, you're right. They did the, um, they did the thing... That you yeah, mentioned. I they was thinking were, they were Swedish, but they're not. They're, okay. While making this game, they were at a special, like, called Stugan in Swedish, which means cabin, which way they essentially put, like, a bunch of developers that get to pitch their idea. And they, it's like a summer camp for game devs. So they were, like, honorary Swedish for a little while. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go yeah. with to cover my, <laughs> my oopsie there. We should all be so lucky as to be temporarily Swedish. Yeah, that sound sounds like a really fun. Uh, like I want to go to game dev camp. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a game that is a story told through um, unpacking a series of living spaces. Um, and this is basically like the game I would assign to first year game students if I wanted to teach them about like what is environmental narrative. Mm. Right? Like, here is how you do environmental storytelling. This is what it is. Just play unpacking. Um, yeah. yeah, basically. We've been playing that for a couple weeks. Uh, and we'll probably go through like what each of the rooms are uh, one by one. But 
the the basic mechanic is just there are a bunch of boxes. You click on the box, uh, and the thing pops out of it, and you place it in one of usually several rooms uh, that are available, um, somewhere where it should go. And some things, uh, some things can go in a variety of places. Some things need to go in more specific places. Most of the time, it makes total sense, but occasionally you can see some like bias from the the devs of like no this type of thing goes here and you need to put it here um I'm, I'm like but i never put that there in my kitchen um <laughs> yeah especially and, the kitchen stuff yeah yes. the kitchen stuff in particular <laughs> um yeah, there were there were definitely some baffling moments where it's like you can't put a book on the bed what are you what are you fucking thinking you're gonna read in bed idiot you can't put your laptop on the bed. What are you? Are you gonna fucking sit in your bed and use your laptop? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I assure you, my Game Boy cool. Color was under my pillow in two thousand four. What of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But other than that, it works. It works out pretty well. Yep. And as you you take all the items out and place them around, um, once you've emptied a box, you can click the box and it like folds up and disappears. Uh, and your goal is just to get everything put away someplace good. Um, and it, it sounds like it's just a really, like, meditative, zen kind of arranging a room thing. And to some extent it is, but it's actually not entirely without challenge. Sometimes it can mm -hmm. be difficult to fit all the things in the places um, yeah, in a reasonable way. So I think it also depends on, like how much you're trying to make it look good. Yeah, yeah, it, it does depend on if you care that it's that it's nice. But, I mean, I feel like 90% of the target audience for this game cares if it looks nice. Um, is, I could be wrong. This is not a game you but... min-max, probably, for the most part, <laughs> I don't think. Except in, except in a spatial design sense of like, oh, I gotta put this here so it's easy to access for the person who lives in this room, because they'll clearly be using it a lot. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only person who was thinking about that a lot. Um, like... I Listen, the DS goes on the bedside table in yep. every room because yes. you need access to it. Yes, exactly. Gosh, perfect. Yeah, the, the nostalgia factor of the items that were, I mean, for for those who have not played or you know, it goes through the life of someone, you know, through her past. And so the things that she had, I'm sure a lot of us had that feeling of, oh, my God, I know that this pixelized thing is a GameCube case, like for a GameCube game. And I know yep. exactly yes. which one it is. Yes. And you have to put all of the GameCube games together. And then later yep. on, when you have a Wii, yep. got to put all the Wii games together. Yep. Yes. Yep. It's the only way. <laughs> yep. Because they gotta, they, they, and you can see the spine has like four black pixels and a white pixel that's the same on all the spines. And you're like, okay, these are mm -hmm. clearly all for the same console. They gotta go all together. <laughs> um, Absolutely. There were also a bunch of items that I felt nostalgic for in the sense that it's the same items that whenever I move house, I pack and unpack and go, oh yeah, this thing. I've carried this with me through like every place I've ever lived and I never use it. Like the fucking little tiny first aid kit uh, yes. thing that, that like goes in the bathroom. Yeah, it's the, like, yep. Yeah, the thing for me was always um, 
the kitchen, finding a fucking place to put your your colander, your strainer. Yep. I still don't know where a good place to put it is. And I was I was actually doing the math um last night. Uh, I think as of like a month from now, I will be on my 18th move, and oh I am roughly ru not move. I'm I'm my 18th unpacking. Part of this is like having divorced parents, so having two separate households mm. several times as a kid adds up to a lot of it but like we're gonna be we we are buying a house so we're moving in like a month oh um, congrats I'm, I'm just i'm just thinking about like it's pretty fucked up that i'm basically the same age as this theoretical person and i've got like 10 moves on her god yeah I hate moving so much but yeah I, and i'm i have so much crap that has just been hauled with me from all over the country and it's like why do i need this oh because i need it yeah, I and you have you have that little doodad that you put on the shelf, and you're like, when you unpack it, you're like, I should probably just throw this away. Like, I I never even think about it or notice it, but you don't. You just put it on the edge of the shelf, and then it's there all the time, and you sort of forget about it. Like that little like blue stress ball thing or whatever it was that kept being in her office. Where mm -hmm. I'm like, this is clearly a doodad that you just carry with you that you don't need, but you can't bring yourself to throw away just because you've had it for a certain amount of time. There is yep. so much like that being brought with every move. <laughs> yeah, I do like the the idea of every move. There's um, an additional piece of tat that shows a place that. Um, that this woman has visited, like, a you mm -hmm. know, a destination that she's traveled to. That's kind of cute. Yeah, I a little like... souvenir, souvenir uh, place. That's how you know that the last level is the last level, because mm -hmm. there's a shelf. A perfect in the... amount of space. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. there's a shelf exactly that perfectly what I fits say. all the doodads. <laughs> that was so satisfying to me, to be like, oh, yes. wait, there's still an extra space. Ah, uh, nope, there's the bus. There's the double-decker bus from London. Put it on there. <laughs> yep. Up. Very satisfying. Yeah. There's definitely there were definitely some things that I got like happy about seeing again after time. Like I really loved the uh she has a little chicken plush and over time she keeps collecting little chicks for it. Um and every time I unpacked the chicken plush, I'm like, ooh, what new little chicks do we have to put by the chicken plush? Yeah. I'm very curious to know. I felt when I was playing the game a lot of like really specific similarities like with the protagonist but i mean the the way the game was narrated i'm sure everybody had that same feeling in some way or another um but like you know i went to art school in 2004 and moved into my dorm then with my game boy like it was like very specific stuff or like oh yeah i had that breakup where i took our picture off the corkboard and slammed it in a drawer like oh, very yeah, specific I that was such a good little moment. Um, so at yeah. the end of the at the end of a level, when you've unpacked everything, it any item that is not sort of in a good place ordained for it, like if you just have some p thing that you have put on the floor until you can find a space for it, it'll flash red. It doesn't let you finish the um, the level until you've found a home for it. And yeah. there's so you can't you can't oh, just litter the floor with like cookware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call it done. <laughs> as much as you might want to, but yeah. there's a there's a transition between um one level where you are clearly moving in with with a with a partner, and then uh, the next level is you're moving back into your parents' house after the breakup, and 
you know, typically if you have photos or little drawings or sketches, you put them up on a cork board or like a fridge or something like that. So you put all the photos up on the cork board and then at the end of that level, there's one photo that is flashing red on the cork board that is clearly of you and the, the partner that you have just ended the relationship with. And yeah, you got to just bang it into a cupboard or a drawer or something. Yep. Yeah, they that will... was fast for me. I was like, oh, I know where that's going. <laughs> Yeah, like, they will not there. let you. They will not let you put it anywhere where it's visible. I I was like trying to find the place where it made sense to put it. I tried so hard to put it in the trash can. They won't mm. let you put anything in the trash can, and I like tried like repeatedly. Like, can I just? There's a trash can under the sink in the bathroom. Can I just put it in the trash can? Yeah, you can't put it in the trash can. You can't like jam it down the garbage disposal. You can't flush it down the <laughs> toilet. Are you even trying? So <laughs> yeah, just roll yeah. it up and put it in an outlet so it just catches on fire. You know, whatever. Yeah. Now yeah. that and the one, the level right before that move back into the parents' house when you're moving in with the partner, um, the diploma. Yes, a, a I frame, to this. Yes, there's a framed diploma. Uh, you know, the the protagonist goes to art school, graduates, gets her diploma framed, and you can hang it up like on your wall. And then when she moves in with this other person, the existing apartment that this person lives in already has all these, like, really just terrible, like, band posters and stuff on the walls. And I'm like, okay, well, why is the diploma, like, I tried every wall, everywhere, yep. took me 10 minutes, finally realized you can only put it under the bed out of sight yeah. because you, oh, that he is when I he realized. Doesn't have room, he doesn't have room for your accomplishments in Precisely. his Precisely. I looked, at, as soon as that happened, I go out loud, oh, okay. Oh, I see what we're doing here. Yeah, I see how we're- Yeah, this is not gonna last. This relationship yeah. is not gonna last. I, I, when I realized that, like, there's no free wall space for you, I'm like, this isn't gonna work out. Mm -hmm. He's, he's trying to get you to hide yourself. You're not yeah. gonna, this isn't gonna last. It's no incredible. Space and like no, no like creative space everywhere. You usually, you know, in the later levels, you have like a dedicated office. Um, in most of the other levels, you know, you have like a little desk that you can use. You can put your computer on it. You can put your laptop, your drawing supplies. But in this level, there is nowhere. But the real red flag for me with, with this guy that you're dating um, was that he is clearly, I'm saying he because all the clothes in the closet were men's clothes. Mm. Um, the predatory said he in the game. Yeah, okay. It, de it depends. Uh, you get a. You actually. Oh. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, the real red flag for me was that this guy is a, a fucking coffee bro, like a coffee snob. <laughs> He's got the espresso machine, the digital scale, the little the little tamper that you use to tamp down your thing so the espresso gets pushed through it at a the right pressure. I was like, oh no, girl, get out, get out. <laughs> oh man. The oh, and the yeah. guitar hanging on the wall too. That's mm. like that's clearly a sign that your man's not playing that guitar. Well, he has so. a very fancy audio system. Like he has a very sort of cold and like elegant and sleek apartment that feels like like a one of those <laughs> yeah, one of those like look but don't touch kind of setups where I'm like. Mm. I'm like, okay, like, I may, I don't think that this main character from the stuff we've seen of hers so far, she doesn't seem like the sort of person who would get along with this sort of guy, but okay. Opposite yeah, it, really, it really seemed to me like the aesthetic was like the bro who has uh, graduated from the frat boy aesthetic and has sort of started trying to do like 
oh well i'm in finance now so yeah he's trying to do like the, the patrick bateman aesthetic but not quite yeah. pulling it off um yeah. yeah and it's funny because you can move stuff around in his apartment in the previous level when you move in with a roommate you're not allowed to touch the roommate's stuff you're not allowed to like reorganize her stuff um but in um in with the boyfriend apartment you are allowed to slightly rearrange his things to make room for some of your stuff um, but you're not allowed to touch anything on the walls like the the wall the all the wall stuff is set you can't move his like weird music posters to make room for your diploma and yeah i thought that was a that's just such a great touch of of environmental storytelling <laughs> like very I good say, i i think it's a amazing like environmental storytelling thing but it still took me a lot of tries to figure out where to where I where could put actually it. put it. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up trying the bed in sort of frustration because I'd like tried everywhere else. And I'm like, well, I guess under the bed is where I put like the big things that don't fit well other places. So. I mean, yoga also, who puts. Yeah, yoga mat always under the bed. Who puts. Mm -hmm. Who puts a diploma under the bed, even if you don't have room for it, right? Like, you, you fucking lean it up a in a bowl or something. Yeah, you lean it up in a closet or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that, that moment, though, to me was when I realized, oh, this is going to take me somewhere. This game is yeah. going to take yeah. me to a place. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's, uh, let's go through what, what all the levels are, because we've talked about a bunch of them now at this point. Um, so it starts off with, like, your childhood bedroom, presumably, like, your first um, room that you've gotten to yourself. And I should mention, uh, mechanically, when you finish a level, um, there's a little, like, it puts up a little star in the corner, and when you click the star, it goes to a photo album where there's a picture of the room, and it, there's, like, a little caption under it. And what caption you get depends on which room you were in when you clicked the star. Uh, there's a different caption for each room photo. Um, so when I discovered this, I went through and like every time I would like click click the thing, then click to go back into the level, change rooms, click the star again, <laughs> click and oh, go I back to the level. Do that. I didn't yeah, know that have, either. Wow. I'm gonna have to play the whole game again. Oh darn! Gosh, darn it! Oh, <laughs> yeah, what, a, what, wanted... a, what a trial. <laughs> yep, I wanted to make sure I had like the caption I liked the best for each space. Um, so you, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of nice cause you like, you can pick a room that you think is like important to, or emblematic of this space that you moved into. And then there's a caption related to that room. Um, like, I think if you're in the kitchen in the like boyfriend apartment, it says something like, you know, who knew there were more types of coffee than just instant or something like that. Um, and, like, in, in the living room or the bedroom or something, it says something like, you know, uh, like, oh, you know, like, like, you know, queen-size bed, like, this feels like such a big step or, or something like that. Um, so it's it changes a little bit, which is kind of a, a neat touch. But that's why you, like, some captions may involve gender and some captions may not. So it's... Uh, uh, Although I do think they, they do telegraph the gender fairly clearly from the effects, or at least the gender presentation of mm. the person, because, like, your character has bras to put away, and, like, the boyfriend character has, like, you know, ties and boxers and things, so, briefs. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the caption I got for the moving in with the boyfriend one was also very telling. I think it was something like, 
wow, I barely managed to fit myself in here. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want. Um, yeah. So first, first room is like childhood bedroom. Um, second room is your dorm room at school. Uh, at art school, um, third room is you're moving in with a roommate, um, possibly still at school or possibly immediately after school. Uh, the roommate is like <laughs> clearly uh, <clears throat> like a fandom type person. They they are into like clothing making, and I think there's like a costume, uh, like a sailor scout type costume on a uh, in progress rack. Um, <clears throat> then there's the moving in with the boyfriend. Then there's the moving back into your parents' house. Um, where you go from, like, having four four or five rooms to put away stuff back to, like, just the bedroom and bathroom, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is moving into your... Your own apartment. Yeah, your your own apartment, and then moving in a new partner, a uh, girlfriend, into your apartment. Uh, and then you and girlfriend like buying a house with a room for incoming baby. Yep. If you if it you really... save on the baby room, the caption is "We're so excited to meet you," which is Aww. very cute. Yeah, I got that one. It was very sweet. <laughs> yeah, the one where you move back into your parents' house is also great because you can tell that your your mother has set up that room, your old bedroom, as like her sewing room. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a sewing machine and the little. The little cookie tin with, that all mothers and grandmothers <laughs> yes. put the crystal into. Stupid me! I tried to put that in the kitchen when I unpacked it, and then I thought for three more seconds and was like, "Oh no, no, there are no cookies in here. <laughs> There's definitely not cookies in there." Yep. Uh, yeah. Very good. I actually, had a number of items that, like, I had throughout the levels. I had some confusion on, like, I am from the American, I guess, South the northest part of the south but the south nonetheless so a hot water bottle not something i have ever had in my life mm. so imagine my confusion when i kept trying to put away this weird folded turtleneck thing into the closet and i yeah. was like why that doesn't was it what it was it does look like a turtleneck i saw that on the couch yes. in the roommates um in the roommates level and i was like what what is that and then it's not until you pick it up that you hear it kind of slosh around I, I i am also from the northest part of the south i think you're also you're in northern virginia right i am yeah okay i'm in i'm in southern virginia so i i have no need for a hot water bottle at all here but growing up as a kid in iowa where the winters are super brutal the hot water bottle was mwah, chef kiss <laughs> strong recommend yeah. if it if it ever gets cold enough to use it i mean yeah. to be fair i have a i have an electric heating pad i've never had a hot water bottle i did recognize it but also it was weird to me that it was kept in the bedroom because I, to me like a water bottle like that is something you keep in the bathroom um until you need it <laughs> because like it's it's wet and it's like oh, this weird rubber thing and it's just like i don't know it's one of those under the it sink in the bathroom up. things yeah, I just figured yeah, out it goes on the bed, and then I didn't know what it was, but it went on the bed. Yep. Here's that purple thing again. Just put it yeah. on the bed. <laughs> That's where the game wants me to put it. Yeah, I was surprised to some extent how much um, the, the how much I did recognize things that were like just a collection of small pixels. Where it's like, it's, it's, you almost can't even really make out what the, you know, like label looks like or the text, but there's just enough 
that if you've seen this object before in real life, you you can recognize it. Where I'm like, that's a box of pads. Like yep. that's a box of tampons. Yeah. That <laughs> like, is Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> like, yeah, without question. Or like the coaster, you pull out the coaster and it's like a single one. And it's like, what is this thing? And then you pull out three more identical things. Oh, they stack together. Obviously, it's coasters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love. I love when you found combinations of things that you could stack together, like the little, um, mm-hmm. the little tea light oil heater. You could stack the tea lights, or in the bathroom, you could put your toothbrush and your toothpaste in your chipped little mug. Yeah, um, you finally get a new mug in that last one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like a genius when I figured out I could put the, I could put the toothbrush in the mug so way too like, late. You don't they don't tell you what the relationship is with the space before you get there because they want you to kind of discover it uh through, you know, through the unpacking process. Um but I there was one or two times where I'm like I really would like to know the context of this before I put stuff away because if I'm moving in with a girlfriend I will put our toothbrushes in the same mug. If I'm moving in with a platonic roommate I will not put our toothbrushes in the same mug. That was I think the 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 clue on that in the previous level was I think my favorite item in the entire game. Before you move in with the girlfriend one thing you unpack is a single pair of rainbow underwear. And the protagonist, up and this was my favorite thing, bar none. Up until this point, the protagonist, you know, she has her bras, her underwear, and it's like blue, white, pink, like cute little, you know, girly sets that all look kind of muted pastel. And then suddenly there is a single pair of rainbow panties. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> is this saying what I think it's saying? Because I'm very excited, and lo and behold, yes. So that to me was a great signal for how her life was changing and how she was coming into her own, and what that next move really meant. I loved that. I was thinking about the the next move where where your girlfriend moves in with you, and I was just thinking about like I know the the kind of person who would be like this is definitely not the target demographic for this game, but I'm just I'm just wondering like who is the dumbass who is like goes to the next level and says, huh, why is this main character suddenly so into plants? Why did this main character suddenly buy a whole bunch more bras and panties? (laughs) (laughs) They're lesbians, Harold. Like I said, I don't think anybody playing this game would have had that reaction, but I think about that one hypothetical dude, the one (laughs) hypothetical dude bro playing this game. Oh, he's out there. Yeah, he's out there. He's gotta be. Sure. Yeah, come on, Greg, get it together, man. Yeah. It it also gets like there's also a like a clear cultural change, right? Because when her like your stuff is you know the stuff you're used to seeing, um, but also you have a little like menorah that you unpack. Mm -hmm. That's like, oh, you know, this is for my, you know, when Hanukkah comes around. And then when you start unpacking her stuff, it's all Asian stuff. There's there's a lot of like uh, Asian you know like tablets and. Um, sort of statues and stuff, and a lot of Asian cooking ingredients. There's like the big old bottle of soy sauce, and you know the like oyster sauce and marin, and like ah, the I big see bamboo steamer. Yep. Yeah, yep. bamboo oh, steamer. Oh yeah, the dim sum stuff. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like it's it's pretty clear that there's a, either that or like your your protagonist has spent several years abroad in Asia somewhere that was off screen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm just happy 
she got some coat hangers in the end. Yeah, the the final one where the... you're. Yeah, she finally had coat hangers. <laughs> yeah, for the first several levels, it's like, okay, I really got to decide what I'm going to hang up and what I'm going to fold, and it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I someone mean, who folds most of their stuff, I was like, yeah. all right. Same. Same. I have very few things um, that I have to hang. That's how I like it. Uh, oh, there was, shoot, there was something else I was going to say about... Uh, Unpacking, unpacking the girlfriend stuff. Um, the plants. What else? I love what her plants. For, mm -hmm. for the record, yeah. her plants are great. Um, but yeah, it'll come back to me if it was important. Who buys yeah. a lava lamp in 2013? I think a lot Man. of people. Surprisingly, everything that's old is new again at some point. I mean, I every time I like see an image of a lava lamp, I think to myself like. I could, I, like, I'm an adult. I'm 32 years old. I could buy a lava lamp. I could buy a lava <laughs> lamp and I could just plug it in somewhere. And the temptation is always so strong. And one of these days, I know I'm going to break. I know I'm going to buy a lava lamp. Like, what are you going to do? I had a lava You're lamp in my bedroom. You're going to do about it. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. I had a lava lamp in my bedroom for a long time when I was a kid, too. It's very nice. It's a nice, soothing thing to have. So. And eat days. my cheesecake for breakfast while I look at my lava lamp and nobody can yeah, stop me because I'm an exactly. adult. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, cheesecake and breakfast. Who brings toilet paper when they move? I know that was odd, but I think that in my opinion, that was just a really cute thing to have so you could do, would you like it to be under the toilet roll or over yeah. the toilet roll i loved that they brought that in as something that you could personalize that's what it felt like to me i really like yeah that. i i think there's definitely a thing where like you don't you don't like intentionally bring toilet paper from like your old house to your new house but if you're move if you're moving you take everything that's in the house and you don't like if you have a half pack of toilet paper you don't just leave that in an empty apartment or whatever that you're moving out of I you do. take it with you <laughs> i i <laughs> leave carl's it's... like forget this i don't need this <laughs> wasteful carl so wasteful then you just gotta buy gonna... it again someone else gonna use it yeah think about the person coming in behind him they're gonna be like oh we've been blessed with this great boon on this day <laughs> I mean, they're I, not going to be super happy, but... Yeah, like, I don't know. Sort of, you know, I feel like it's a, th it's a thing you end up with just, like, because you're packing everything <laughs> within reach, and it's like, well, we have this extra toilet paper, right? I guess we'll have toilet paper in the new house. We don't need to go buy some. Um, yeah. That's, but that's the... sort of the place that I'm at right now with, like, pre... Like, we're not packing stuff up yet. We're not getting ready to move yet. But, like, thinking about moving, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I gotta just, like eat all the crap that we've got in the freezer that's been in the freezer for months. Got like, eat all the stuff out of the pantry that's just been in the pantry for months so that we have less stuff to move. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's like, I gotta just, I gotta just pee a lot so I can use up this toilet paper. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, the, I love the, this is like, uh, kind of tangenting a little away, but, um, the markers, that she gets like art markers, yeah, uh, like fancy art markers that you recognize as like, oh, these are fancy art markers. Um, and like every time you unpack, she has like an additional set of colors of her fancy that. art markers. <laughs> yeah, that that felt very real. 
<laughs> that's that's the real struggle. That's why I don't know. I I like the initial cost of markers is so much that I'm like, oh no, I can't buy those and I can't use them. They're too precious. But once you start buying them, it's like, oh, I gotta get. I need this color and this color and this color, and then you just have a huge, huge collection, and that's how it is. The other thing I liked was the um the the an anatomical mannequin um, yeah. that that every artist seems to have, and we all hate them because they're mm. just not poseable or realistic at all. But you gotta have it, and one of the achievements actually is for making the the mannequin um dab. I don't know if anybody else got that. If if you um I if you right click to rotate it, okay. yeah, you right click to rotate it, and every rotation is a different pose. So like one of them is oh. just a regular standing pose. One of them is like the thinker, and one of them is dabbing. That's I didn't fabulous. realize you could do that. That's awesome. There is so yeah. much detail in this game. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. They how yep, much yeah. they packed in. It just amazed me. No pun intended. Yeah, there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of little achievements like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite uh, my probably the. Favorite. My favorite is the toaster in the bathtub. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, You're dark, Carl. So I get it. I get yeah. you. <laughs> um, I I know that I knew there was one called electrical hazard, but I was not yet able to figure out. I, I figured it would be something to do with putting something too close to water. I'm like, I wonder if it's like if you put like you know one of the uh, kitchen appliances next to the right next to the sink or something, but. No, bathtub, toaster in the bathtub makes sense. I love yeah. that. I laughed so hard. There are some cute was, ones, for sure. I also love the realism of, like, you've got a box in the bedroom, and there's, like, a toothbrush in it, or something that clearly doesn't belong in the bedroom, and so you gotta, yep. like, walk across the house, put it in its place. That was nice. Yeah. Annoying, but, but yeah, very it's like, relatable. It's like 95% of the things in the box are in the room where they're supposed to be. But then there's the 5% that, like, somehow found its way into the wrong box. The mismatched shoes. Yeah, at the end of a move, I always have a box that's like, here's the box full of, like, random odds and ends that I couldn't fit into another box. So have fun later. Um, so, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I just moved about a year ago. Actually, almost exactly a year ago this week. Um, oh. And that I had one box at the end that said, don't know, don't care. <laughs> yep. It gets is, to that that, usually, is that the box I that like was wasn't unpacked in the previous house and just moved from one house to the next unpacked? That has uh, happened. When, that has when, happened to me before. I lived in the same place for eight years, so I I don't move very often. So the 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 amount of times that this protagonist unpacks seems ridiculous to Kelso, but it also seems ridiculous to me for the opposite <laughs> reason. Yeah. I very rarely move. But yeah, if I have a box that hasn't been used since I got there, that's going to be donated or trashed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100% fair. Um, we've got our whole, so we're currently in a two-bedroom apartment, and the second bedroom is our office. Um, so the whole closet in our office here is just full of stuff that, like, like mostly, like, old consoles old games for old consoles and it's like we don't have a space to put these now but eventually we're gonna have like a dedicated sort of space for retro consoles and games and stuff so it's like they've just been in a closet for three years over there looking forward to having a place yeah, for, pulling them a out. home for them yeah. it's like how my mom still has my dragon collection from home i have like a real big collection of like dragon figurines and stuffed animals and puppets and like all kinds of things 
artwork. Um, and, you know, I've been living in small apartments ever since I moved out from, from home. And it's like someday when we have a house, we have room to actually display these things properly. I will have my mom send me my dragon collection so I can put them all up. You know, a few moves ago, um, my dad brought me a couple boxes from his storage unit of, like, toys and stuffed animals and stuff from when I was a kid. And it was, like, a big box of briar horses because I was a horse girl. Um, Weren't we and, all? <laughs> and I was a dragon was, girl. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the, like, ascended form of the horse girls, the <laughs> dragon girl. Um, but yeah, I ended up, because there were a lot of kids running around that apartment complex, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to leave this box out and let these kids pick over my stuff. Like, I don't, it's finally time. Like, I don't need Aww. these horses anymore. But, you know. Although once, in another in, in another apartment, someone did the same thing, uh, someone else in, in the building did the same thing, but with just a box of like wrestling DVDs. And I saw that and I was like, I'm taking this whole fucking box. <laughs> um, and These we are did mine do now. the same thing. Yeah, and we, we did um, leave the box when we left that place. But for a while, I just had a big old box of wrestling DVDs. Did you watch any so, of them? We watched a handful, they were fine. There was nothing like there was nothing super cool and obscure. It wasn't like I, well, there were there were a couple of DVDs of like Japanese wrestling, which is the shit you want. That's the sh that they go hard for wrestling in Japan. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was pretty standard like WWE stuff, and that's fine. That's yeah. fun enough. Um, I remembered what I was gonna say about the girlfriend apartment, um, or yeah. when the girlfriend moves in with you, which is that I had this paranoia when I was unpacking her stuff about um because of the boyfriend apartment uh i wanted to make sure that she had that she felt like she had a dedicated space in my mm -hmm. apartment right where i'm like i don't want you to feel shut out the way i felt kind of shut out in that space so like is there a good place we can like put your laptop that like you know where we can like work next to each other or you know is there what what do you want the space to look like yeah, I was always sort of hoping that you'd end up with like a second desk, but it's never really clear what the girlfriend does for a living. Yeah, um, it's and you don't you don't she doesn't get her own like office space in the house. At least she has uh, like, um, you know, you can kind of set up the dining room to be her space a little bit. Um, but it still felt weird to put her laptop at just like a kitchen table, basically. Um, I think I usually ended up putting her laptop because I had a hard time with the game letting me put her laptop anywhere in the last house, and I think I ended up putting it on the coffee table. I did um, too. Both times, and I don't know, like, that that feels like that's not the best place for it. Yeah, she, really she should have her place. dedicated space, but I mean, like, she seems to be very into her plants, so, you know, at least there's, like, you can put her plants all over the place, and, like, there's, you know, her little spray mister and watering can and, mm -hmm. like, potting soil and stuff, so, like, that's good. Um, but yeah, like I felt, I felt very self-conscious on that level specifically because, um, I had, you know, because of the previous experience, which I think is an interesting, uh, also an interesting storytelling touch. Um, yeah, I, it I, does I feel weird same... to unpack someone else's things though, right. <laughs> a little bit. I, I had the same experience though, but I will say the, the feeling of unpacking 
and putting away someone else's underwear, like whether it be the main character or the main character's girlfriend, was just like, oh, this is, I don't know if I like this. Like, Awfully please... intimate, bit of an invasion. Yeah, very, <laughs> very, very intimate. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, <laughs> but I guess that's sort of the point, in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, that. I feel like at that point, um, that's where you have to be role-playing or else it's weird, right? You're, you have to be, this is me, this is my underwear that I'm moving around. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, there's some, I, I will say, so, like, on the subject of favorite items, um, I I love her dragon plush that she had as a kid. I want that dragon plush. You also had that moment of, oh, this is, I feel this in my life. <laughs> yes, please give me yeah. exactly this. I will put it on my bed. That was the one that, like, there's a little pig plush that comes with you through, like, every single space that you're it's in. Her, that's, her like, fade has <laughs> patches on it. It's yeah, clearly, so like, good. her favorite childhood toy kind of thing. And I'm like, can... Okay, we'll put th put that over in the closet. The dragon goes on the bed. <laughs> like, the <laughs> dragon is the good one. Oh no, my bed was, like, I would not have even needed pillows because I just put every <laughs> single plush on the bed by default. The yeah. One Easy thing space. that I loved about... Yeah, exactly. One thing that I loved about the pig also is that, um, I think in one of the... I don't remember if it's the house or if it's the apartment. I think it's the house. Um, you you unpack um, a set of several basically identical books with a little pig on the cover, and it's like, oh, that's the book series that you illustrated with yeah. the pig. Your childhood pig is the main character. How precious! I love it. Yeah, that and was you. Great. Yeah, it's great because you can. Uh, there in some of the levels, you get like you see her little sketches of like the pig character and some of the pig's friends, and you put those on your corkboard, and then. <clears throat> at the end you have like a a big like framed article about yourself that you put on the wall of the where you're like acclaimed children's book author and you have like a bunch of authors copies of the book that you can like put in your in your office and it's like oh we did a thing we're successful yeah i took out one and i was like oh we have a little children's book for the baby that's great i'll put it in the nursery wait why do i have another one and another one oh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's like eight of them. Very yeah. prolific. Good, good for you. Well, yeah. I assume they're I assume they're authors' copies, so that you can like yeah. give them away to people and stuff. Um, same. But yeah, it's very it's very sweet. If there's an achievement for putting the uh, your childhood pig next to her childhood tiger, <laughs> they sit next to each other on the bed. I got that one completely by accident, which is very <laughs> sweet. Yes. Okay, did anybody discover uh, a use for folding up the pillows? Because whenever I did that and set something next to it, I couldn't unfold the pillow, like, to put the item, like, because you click on the pillow and it sort of folds up. Like, you can put something under it. But I was never able to put anything under it, and I don't know if I wasn't picking the right items or what, but... Oh, things you put under the pillow. Yeah, I couldn't, I, I didn't really try to put very many things under the pillow, but... Yeah, I yeah. I didn't actually do that at all. Not something that I do, so not something I would have thought about, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah no, I, I noticed kind of by mistake that you click on the pillows and it you can interact with it, but I didn't know what the purpose of that was. I was never able to come up with, like, what the actual reasoning was. Yeah, I, I remember the, the one thing that I had in the in the kitchen where I was, like, arguing with the devs was you're not allowed to store the 
plastic wrap on a shelf. It has to be in a drawer. And I'm like, I always put my plastic wrap on a shelf. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. It is on a shelf in my own home. I, I know we, not... we started talking about this. The kitchen was a battleground. Like, yeah. I had no idea that we all have such, like, you know, particular feelings about where we keep things in our yes. kitchens. But, oh, my yeah. God. Absolutely. That's the first thing that I, that I, like, that's the first place that I will unpack. Because, like, it's important. Like, I, I mean, I like to cook. I cook a lot. It's super important. And it sets the whole tone for, like, how you're using that space for the entire time that you live there. Because you don't want to move all your shit around once you've unpacked it. So you yeah, really, really like, got to think about it. A lot of the stuff in the kitchen has, like, really high up shelves. And you're not getting shit down from that no. shelf very often. You can't no. reach that. God, in my own kitchen, there are like the top two shelves are pretty much completely empty except for shit that we never use and yeah, it's, exactly. it's funny one of our friends came over and he is um he's one of our you know one of ev's friends from way back and he's six foot five and uh he went to get a glass out of the cupboard and he's like huh i can tell who does all the cooking here and it's me <laughs> because i'm very short yeah yep. So, yeah yeah and so you have to make and like they give you too many like um, it's not that it's too many pots and pans, it's that the pots and pans don't stack with each other, so you can't put them all in the drawers where you could get at them easily, so you have to decide, like, okay, like, which one am I not going to be using often enough that I could put, like, on the, the, the high up shelf? <laughs> yeah, that was a big, that was a big pain point for me, is not being able to nest your pots and pans. What are you doing? What are you Yum. thinking? <sighs> at, at least you can stack the plates. True. Yeah. At least they yeah. got that right. You can yeah, stack I'm the glad... plates, and you can stack the uh, um, like uh, like dish towels in the in the drawer. Oh yeah, true. And you stack the small other... plates on big plates. Mm -hmm. Can you? I I thought I tried that and it didn't work, but maybe I just didn't try it. I didn't that try. That would have been helpful. I would I would want to do that, but I think it, it doesn't let you do that. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think it does. You might be able to for like a small Maybe stack. Maybe I'm thinking of think... bowls or something. I don't know. Yeah. But... No. The other thing I had a problem with with respect to kitchen organization is putting utensils, like cooking, like spatulas and tongs and things like that. Putting those in a drawer. No, no, I no. Know. I have a little. I have a little container, and yes. they all go in a container on the counter. That's where I, they go. I remember saying out loud, "Where is your utensil crock, girl? Yeah. Like, where is it? <laughs> what are you, you doing?" Yeah, I had uh, more of an issue with only allowing like four utensils in a drawer, mm -hmm. and have like twenty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like they give you too many things to fit all of your like ladles and spatulas and whatnot in the same drawer, and you're like, ugh. What you want me to just like leave the cutting board on the counter the whole time? I'm not just gonna leave the cutting board on the <laughs> counter. God, no. Come on. It's... It's amazing to me, like, how clearly this illustrates, like, what the limitations of the game's mechanics are and how unlimited it is, too. Like, there, there's two sides of it that are both very surprising simultaneously, I thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And it's it's funny that it's the, the kitchen is where it's most contentious. Like, the kitchen is where people have very strong opinions about how things are supposed to be set up. Other places, it's like, yeah, all right. It's, you know, it's whatever, however you want your space to be, like, you know, whatever's convenient, whatever makes sense. And the kitchen is like, no, things have to be like <laughs> this because this is how I cook. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess I also take issue with um, the hair straightener taking up an entire fucking drawer. What's what? up with that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I have a hair straightener. I don't use it. Um, my hair is really straight. I don't know. Actually, I do know why I have a hair straightener. It's because when my hair is short, one side of my hair, like, flips out to to the side and when my hair is short i have to straighten that down but now my hair is long so i don't need it so it's just like in in the cabinet but but well, you can close the hair straightener you can you don't you could fit other things in that drawer yeah actually like, just reminded me i don't know why but there was a lot of uh makeup occasionally like there'd be a lot of cosmetic products and kelso is someone i know who is very good at makeup how yes. did you feel about how that was organized and like where it could go and where it could not go? You know, so with the like the main character has all of her makeup, as far as I can tell, except for like a couple of items in like a little bag, in a little pouch. And that's perfectly sensible to me. Um, I have downsized a lot of my makeup in the last couple of years because oh, I don't good on you. wear it. Yeah, <laughs> I just, me I your just ways. oh god, it's I think it's just because like I am uh lazy. Uh <laughs> and I've gotten right. lazier. And I just, I don't need to, like, wear that much makeup to work. Especially especially now working in a much smaller, like, I, I have four people in my office. I don't need, I don't got to dress up for anyone. I don't got to look nice for anybody. Um, but, but yeah, having, like, the pouch is perfectly, perfectly sensible. Um, and then the girlfriend has, like, those, you know, the little, like, countertop containers where you put mm -hmm. all this stuff. And then, you know, maybe like a loose item. She's got like a blush and a powder and some other stuff. And like, eh, that goes in a drawer. Sure, fine. Um, yeah, I, I just, what are you doing if you're not cramming your whole drawer as full of stuff as you can? Was the big thing with the, with the bathroom. Like, you can fit a single tweezer, a single nail clipper, and like a, a hairbrush in a drawer. And that's it. Like, yeah, God, if yeah. you don't if you don't open the drawer and just like shit sliding all over each other, well, I don't know what you're doing. Human, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it really it really showcased the limitation of like the isometrics, Absolutely. Of, you know. But yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, they, I, I get it because they do build the game as like part home decor and part block puzzle, mm -hmm. and having those limitations does make more sense as like a puzzle, yeah, aspect. So that's fine. I can give it a pass. And also, like, it would be a nightmare just with collision and, and having things, yeah, having like, locked in things. Oh, That's fair. You know, I, yeah. You can stack Yeah, it makes, it makes sense stuff, in the game. It's just, a, it's just a way in which the game has to kind of diverge from reality a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, no, as someone who doesn't really, like, use makeup much, I was so, like, kind of confounded by those items. I'm like, I guess... I mean, do these need to be out? Is she is she using them often enough that they should be on like on the edge of the sink or like on this this shelf? Or can can I just shove them all in the drawer? Because I, I would just <laughs> shove them all in a drawer. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like you don't you don't really know what their habits are, despite getting you know a pretty intimate glimpse into their lives. So you can't really say for sure. I think that's part of the role play. The you you sort of decide yeah. who the character is based on where you put things. Yeah, and that's that was sort of a a, a point of like, yeah, you just got to make a decision. Are are you gonna pretend you know and you're embodying this character, or are you just gonna sort of guess? I feel like I mostly fell into the camp of guessing. 
Like I'm some some household gremlin who comes in and unpacks your boxes and does my best. I do my best. I don't always get it right, but please be grateful for me. I don't know. There was um, just so much similarity with like absurd, at least at the beginning of the game, I would say, between me and the protagonist that I was like, oh, we're role we're going for it. This is us. Here we are. <laughs> yep. The uh the I like that uh I think even when they get to the point where they're like they're buying a house together, they still have their own preferred brands of like hair care product that they, yes, just, they don't that. share. They <laughs> just have two separate like shampoo conditioner pairs. I mean, maybe maybe one of them has curly hair and one of them has straight hair. You can't, yeah. you can't use maybe. the same shampoo. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, or, you know, maybe they just have, like, their preferred brand and scent that they're used to, and they're yeah. not willing to compromise it. That's fine, too. Give me my lavender conditioner, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. It is a little insane to me, as someone who doesn't have any brand loyalty, and when I'm at the store, I'll be like, oh, this sounds like it smells good, and just buy it. Uh, the idea of sticking with one kind of shampoo and conditioner for your entire adult life is like, that's bonkers to me. <laughs> but... I guess I get it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially especially when you have like special treatment necessary hair. Um, like I've had, I I always get head and shoulders because otherwise, like my scalp gets itchy. So, mm -hmm. um, but I do sometimes like switch up the different smells because it gets nice to get different scents sometimes. It is the spice of life. That's you know? right. Keep it lively. Mm -hmm. Um. So to switch topics slightly, uh, we cannot get go through this podcast without mentioning the sound design in this oh game. Oh my god. Unreal. It should win mm -hmm. every award it's eligible for. <laughs> right? So they, it's, from what I read, they had, I think, 17,000 yep, unique sounds in the game. Um, oh, and hooked up, to a, hooked up to a system that was based on the weight of the item and the material of the item and the material of the item it was being set down on so it was all like procedurally connected to each other so that you know when you bring in a new item all you all the devs had to do is specify okay it weighs this much it's made of you know metal and then it automatically finds like the right sounds in your 17,000 sounds for, when we talk like, about satisfying my god everything you touched it was just like yes yeah little cloth rustles the perfect little i have a febreze can that i'm sitting setting down on top mm. of a porcelain toilet yeah. like the perfect sound for that and like four variations on that sound so you can put it down multiple times and it's not always identical very very thoughtful oh i think that's so, like so good that's like the word that i would just use for this game it's just thoughtful that's true that's <laughs> really nice yeah. Yeah, there's clearly a lot of, like, it's it's all, this game is 100% details. Like, mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> attention to detail is important because this game is all about the details. Um, and it's about, you know, how if you have a large enough collection of details, you start to, it starts to describe something. It starts to describe a life, uh, which is kind of neat. It's like, that's a cool concept and like a great thing to design a game around. 
Yeah, I've been following their dev process, like via Twitter, I would say mostly. For a couple years, I've been very excited about it, um, which is funny because generally speaking, I'm not a very organized person, but it just looked so charming and so unique. And that's mm -hmm. really what sold it to me. I, I'm sure lots of, the vast majority of people w would enjoy this game if organization, kind of block puzzle is your thing. But also if you just like charming games, it's it's very much one of those. Yeah, this was a thing where like, as soon as I saw it the first time, I'm like, okay, like I am like dead center target for demographic for like audience <laughs> for this game. Like this is a game that was made specifically for me. I love unpacking things and setting up a space. I love environmental storytelling. Like you made this game for me, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Any other, uh, any other major, um, like thoughts or or stuff we have to cover about the game? What was your favorite move? Just out of uh, like the the favorite place to move into. Yeah. Mm. Or your favorite, like you know, level. I guess for lack of a better yeah. term. Yeah. Last one, easy. She mm. had coat hangers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it bothered me that much. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, unpacking the clothes was always like a pretty big ordeal, and that mm. was the thing that I generally saved for last. I was like, "Oh God, I don't want to do it." Like much like real life. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think I well, I don't know if that's true. I was gonna say I think I often did that first just to get it out of the way. Um, but I liked unpacking living rooms a lot because that's where all your like fun, mm. uh, fun things are. Um, which. The, can I just say the girlfriend's coasters that are all shaped like little slices of uh, I, of I different, them. different citrus. So cute. <laughs> I want those. Uh-huh. Um, but I I liked the house at the end because it is a big space and like that, you know, it's it's pleasant to finally have enough space to put away certain things. Um, but I think I liked the two um, apartment spaces preceding that a lot. Like, especially, I guess, unpacking the girlfriend stuff for the first time, because I loved putting the plants everywhere, like mm -hmm. in a in a small apartment to suddenly have like all these plants was like really exciting <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I I always have like these ambitions of like, oh, I'm going to become a plant person. My my grandmother was a plant person. She could she could take like, she could do a cutting of a leaf off of an African violet, put it in a like a an empty yogurt cup full of dirt and grow an entire ass plant. And like African violets are famously finicky. Very and much. God, I would, I would love to, to have that ability and I just don't. And it's such a frustration. I'm planning on getting fake plants for the house. There you go. Um, but man, yeah, having all those plants was like, oh, this is great. This is what I want for me, but I know I can't necessarily have for me. <laughs> I think, I, I kind of touched on this a little bit already, I think my favorite level to play was the boyfriend apartment level, mm -hmm. just because it brought out such strong emotions in me. Yeah, that's like, fair. I was, I was getting, I mean, like, this is, you know, I, we all have had those relationships that, like, take something from you, and, like, it, it felt very much like... I'm not being permitted to occupy the same space as this person. And I, you know, you start thinking about the, the ways that that's happened to you in your life. And I got all up about it, but I think that that was precisely the intent. So yeah. I think that was probably my favorite. 
for the same reason my favorite was um when you're moving out of your parents house the second time into that apartment it's like you the trajectory of going from like such a, a low point you know such an implied low point and then like oh, you've got a fresh start you've got finally a space that doesn't have anybody else's stuff in it it's been so long since you've had a space with nobody else's stuff in it and you could actually arrange it you know the way you want to arrange it and you have you know like this is your space and that's yeah like, you have oh, you have enough like, space for all the things yeah especially because immediately preceding that you're sort of cramped into your little childhood room and it's like it's fine but you don't really have enough space for all the things that you you want and like that you're putting up and yeah the move mom's sewing machine <laughs> yeah. i will say I, is i don't remember i think you have it maybe in the level in the boyfriend level as well there's like two levels where you briefly have a little um like rhinoceros beetle or something <laughs> like oh, a little yeah. beetle in a tank Oh, and you yeah. keep it with you, and you don't you don't have it for like you once you have it like once you get rid of it you don't get another one. <laughs> like a weird phase you went through where you're like I could keep beetles. Yeah, that there was is great. That... I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I I forgot about the rhinoceros beetle. There was also after you move out of the boyfriend's place. There's like I don't know what it it looks like maybe like a cone incense burner that was on his like nightstand on his side oh, of the bed. Oh yeah. And the next house, you just have that item. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you just like up the, one of his the things. Craft, yeah, the crap you lifted from, from uh, you know, an ex-partner's place. But yeah. then you also, you know, you you going forward, then you have like actual coffee beans, and you've got a French press. So clearly, like, you have picked up something of worth from that relationship. Yeah. It wasn't a complete yeah. loss. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, so yeah. it changed you in it changed you in some little ways that you decided to keep, which is it, fine. Maybe the boyfriend keeps the beetle now. <laughs> well, I think you still have it in the in the childhood room. I think you still have it in the childhood room. But yeah, I don't know. Temporary... I like this headcanon a lot. You had temporary <laughs> custody when you moved out, but then the the, the lengthy court battle and the boyfriend won the custody of the beetle. Mm. Or maybe maybe it was his beetle, and you decided he didn't deserve to take care of it, and you took it with you. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah, um, I was thinking of that because you were talking about plants, and I was thinking like, man, I really, really want to get a crested gecko uh, and set set up like a, a bioactive tank for it, and like grow plants in the tank and have like a little nature corner in one of my rooms, but. That's, that's a good idea. Know. I'm the I same gotta... way also with, with plants and like aquariums. When I was a kid, we had a big aquarium. There's like one YouTube channel that I watch sometimes when I'm stressed out. And it's just like this guy, I want to say maybe he's German, but he um has a whole bunch of fish tanks. And like he knows clearly a ton about fish tanks and like how to set them up so that they don't kill your fish and plants. And it's like super fascinating. And I... Mm -hmm. Again, I would love that for me, but I just don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah. Especially not, look, my, my cat, we have gone through so many water bowls for him because he just splashes all of the water out of the water bowls. We have had to resort to putting his water bowl in the bathtub in the guest bathroom so that it doesn't get our floors wet. And with a cat like that i don't think a fish tank is in the cards i just don't think it's happening mm, yeah he's too much of a criminal no way 
God, yeah. such a criminal. Yeah. yeah, you don't, other than the beetle, you don't really have a lot of, like, pet accoutrements that you unpack ever, which is a little sad, but. Maybe um, you're allergic. Who yeah, knows? maybe you're allergic. Pets, uh, pets are a lot of responsibility, and you're about to have a baby, so. That's true. Yeah. Uh, at least by the end of things. It's a very cute game. I just, very much. I, I highly recommend it for people who like want something like little cozy zen sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I nominated it. There's a there's a game awards thing on Steam going on right now where you can like nominate games for and there's one that's like the sort of like cozy zen category where it's like this is just the the thing i pull open to just like relax and i'm like okay I, this definitely deserves a nom for that yeah i need to go through the um are they still doing that i need to go through the thing and nominate if i can i, I was annoyed I that they won't let you nominate games for more than one category which like for most categories I'm fine with, but they should at least let you nominate something for Game of the Year and another category. Mm. It feels weird that, like, I can't make Chicory both, like, best story-driven game and Game of the Year. Because, like, I want to put it in both. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's unrelated. Uh, yeah. Any any final final thoughts, final comments on unpacking? Play it. Yeah, now. good game. We good like. game. Seal of Solid approval. game. Don't if you if you um if you like wanna wait for it to be on sale before you buy it, like that's fine. Or it's also on Game Pass, so like you can play it for free there. Uh don't be one of those jerks who leaves a negative comment about how short it is based on the price. Mm -hmm. Like that makes you an asshole. Don't do it. <laughs> Indie games need all the positive press they can get. Leave Amen. a positive review. There are like a bunch you, of reviews like that. I didn't even look. That's apparently that was a thing where they like they'd been getting some people who were like intentionally like downvoting them on Steam because they're like it's it's too expensive for a game that's this short. It's like come on, like I will <laughs> say I do think it's a bit pricey for a game this short. Sure, and like I think that's like eh, like that's a neither here nor there opinion. Like if you have an opinion, that opinion, that's fine. That's your opinion. But like I, it just it. I don't know. It it beefs my knuckles that people people leave negative reviews of, about that. Yeah. I know that's not a thing people say, but it's the, the words that came to my mind there. Well, I'm going to say it from now on, so yeah, you I got like one convert. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's that. like, it's so hard to get, um, like, you need at least, I think, like, 92 to be considered very positive and like a 95 to plus like at least 200 reviews to be overwhelmingly positive mm -hmm. or something like that and that's hard it's hard to do because a lot of people are just like trolls and just leave negative reviews so if you like a game and you know you have an opportunity to leave a steam review for it like leave a nice steam review it helps a lot sorry i'm just, just i'm on the steam page looking at gifs of the game and it's it's, it's so oh satisfying. that yeah people like they have a built-in function where you can like replay what you've unpacked and people have used that function to make like whole animations of like the stuffed animals and stuff it's very cool Aww. oh that's great that's cute. that's cute yeah i like i feel like as soon as we're done with this podcast and as soon as i'm done like editing it and everything i'm just gonna go back and 
like replay some levels. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's I mean that's I kind of like a short game, you know? Like we play a lot of games and having one that you can like finish in a weekend is kind of nice sometimes. Mhm. You absolutely select specific levels. Uh once you've once you've finished it, you can go select specific levels. Uh you you go in through the um the little like photo um photo album that you're creating you'd like go back to any place you've been and uh uh click a thing and rearrange that level although i think you can also uh once you've beaten it once i think you can re replay any given level from the start as well um but i forget exactly i remember being uh, like oh there's like additional functionality now that i'm done i'm looking at um the just one of the gifts on the or like video i guess it's not a gif a video on the store page and apparently you can put a set of pajamas underneath the pillow which doesn't oh. make a lot of sense but oh, how uh, okay. odd <laughs> yeah, sure very weird i guess yeah, you gotta I be mean, able like, to put something under there yeah and i guess if you like I would almost put them on the pillow because like, you know, at that point you're when when you're sleeping, you're going to be wearing them. So, you know, it's not like it stops you sleep. Well, whatever. That's fine. I mean, like the one thing I was thinking is, I don't know, maybe like you put your iPod under the pillow so that you can then listen to music while you're falling asleep. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, this will be forever a mystery, except it's not because we know it's pajamas. But yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be my goal when I play this again, is what, like, catalog every item that can go underneath a pillow. Toaster. Quests. <laughs> Toaster. Water kettle. Knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please try the knife. Oh, God, please. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be protected. Yeah. So glad sure. she also got a knife rack. Did she get, like, a proper knife block? I don't remember. Yes. The last level. That's why it's the best. Yes, coat hangers and a proper knife block. That's how you know you're an adult. That's yep. right. Otherwise, you're just a heathen. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. I found I actually like within the past, you know, several years, bought a knife block for the first time. It was surprisingly difficult to buy a knife block that did not already come full of knives. Absolutely I'm like, true. I'm like, no, I, I, you don't understand. I have knives. I just need a place to put my knives. Yeah, I got one that's like, it's like, um, I forget what that, like, it doesn't have slots. It has like a bunch of like sticks of little, like, I think it's bamboo. And you just kind of shove your knives in between them. And it holds your knives in, but it you don't have to put them in any set configuration. And um, that's worked out pretty well for me. Highly recommend for my weird mismatched knife collection. Yeah. I just stole my brother's. Yes, or I moved into his apartment and he left it. Oh. Did he also leave his toilet paper? <laughs> I think so. Oh. So the precedent was set already. <laughs> yep. Alright. Alright, shall we talk about our I next game? <laughs> yeah. uh, in, a, in a complete 180 of tone. Uh, Carl, what are we playing next? Yeah, the next game we're going to be playing is Inscription. By Daniel Mullins Games, published by Developer Digital. Yep. The Pony and... Island people. Yeah, the, the folks who made Pony Island. And Which we played I... like a long time ago. 
uh, yeah, one of our older, one of our older podcasts. It's uh, that game was like slightly spooky and somewhat meta, and I understand this game is also slightly spooky and somewhat meta. So okay. now it's also a roguelike with card yeah. games. Yes, I feel like Pony Island is one of those games that we historically have sort of consistently forgot that we've played. Like, oh, yeah. that game, that one. So yep. it'll be interesting to see if um if inscription <laughs> like follows the same pattern. Um, yeah, or if it a, the curse. a um a a I guess review or comment I I heard from a friend because all my friends are playing this right now, so I'm like excited to be able to talk about it with them. Um, but one of them mentioned that this was the first game where they felt like it wasn't privileging the story over the mechanics from this studio. They felt like the mechanics and the story like both got center stage in this one. Um so I'm curious what uh like how that plays out. Yeah. I don't know, you know me. I I don't care if I don't care if the the narrative is privileged because that's what I prefer anyway. But yeah, it's if you can pull it off like the the balance, the perfect balance then yeah, do it. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what comes of it. I normally have like a pretty low tolerance for spooky games, but this one seems like probably a level of spookiness I can handle. We'll find out. Yeah. If it's too spooky, maybe I'll stream it so people can keep me company. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that. Inscription is next. And um, I guess we can do plugs. Now, yep. you can find the podcast Twitter on Twitter uh, at Feedback Force, and you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Um, You can find me on Twitter at Kyla underscore go, uh, or you can find my um, my game at uh, Wintermore Tactics Club uh, at Wintermore TC. Uh, and you can also get Wintermore on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, uh, or on Steam. And it's it's a good game, and folks should buy it. Yes. Yep. And I'm at Skug3 on the Twitters. And oh, I guess I guess I can yeah. plug too. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter sometimes at Dancing Rissies, uh, talking about such thrilling topics as dating in the DC area working in banking and resident evil deep lore so if you like that uh, <laughs> come yes, on the, over. Resident, the resident evil tweets are the best i love it i, I do have a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> as you should honestly and so we'll we'll see folks to talk about uh inscription in probably two weeks um i don't know when two weeks will be are we already that'll be the 19th so we can probably squeeze one more in before we're all like all over the place for holiday stuff but we'll find out uh yeah. if we don't do it in two weeks probably we'll end up doing it like in the new year sometime i would imagine yeah it, you know just just uh just watch the space there will be a podcast here eventually yep. as you do i mean i'm not opposed to podcasting the day after christmas but is that when the next uh, <laughs> yeah if that's yeah, that's that three, would, that three would weeks be from three now weeks. Yeah. yeah i think <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we try to swing for the nineteenth. I think that's the plan. Yep. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, so until until next time, thank y'all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.
Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>